1: Learn more at ringcentral.com ring central, simpler communications. What is going on, sports fam? It's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Ainsworth here with another edition of F in sports, the podcast where teachers grade sports, biggest issues. And today, I am joined by a jubilant Celtics fan in the moments after what has to be the best game of the weekend, our intern Chris Sliwa. Chris, how are you feeling? I guess, has your heart rate calmed down after that Celtics victory?
2: (laughs) It has. It's taken about a half hour to do so, but oh my, (laughs) what a game. That was probably one of the best games, best playoff games I've watched in a really long time. But like you said, I am very happy with those results right now.
1: So if we're looking at like a graph of your heart rate during the last, I don't know, say 10 seconds, at what point would it have been the absolute highest?
2: (laughs) Right when that shot went down about the five seconds afterwards where I was sprinting around my apartment screaming.
1: Well, so that's the test, I guess, is it wasn't higher when Marcus Smart caught the ball by the
2: three-point line. No, no, I was was terrified. I I, I really thought he was going to shoot it, but then he pump faked and somehow got KD. I think it was Bruce Brown to fall for and found Tatum. And now we're up one Oh.
1: Well, and there's gotta be, so a, we should point out like Kyrie Irving played a phenomenal basketball game oh, and was, you had to feel a little terrified at moments throughout it. Like he was going to do it to you. Oh, absolutely. But it, there's gotta be some poetic justice in the fact that the Tatum layup happens as he spins around Kyrie Irving. Like there's something to all of that. <laughs>
2: there was so much poetic justice in that game itself. Like, obviously I'm a boxing guy. I have, not been fond of Kyrie the past couple of years, but if you can't respect what he just did in that game, that's that's tough. Cause what he did was something special.
1: Well, and it, that he at least gave one fan the bird. It looks like he might've like done some scratching behind his head with the bird as oh, well. There was like...
2: another angle. There was, <laughs> there was two more
1: birds when he went behind the head. And Like there's all kinds like, of course, of course he is. I guess I like, could detention giving people the bird, but also like gold star, the performance. I, I don't know quite how to handle that game yet. We're again, we're recording shortly after it ended because I want to make sure Chris had a chance to watch the end and what a finish. I have to say that NBA on ESPN just tweeted out a moment ago, the caption is victory and defeat. And it's like a jubilance Tatum with both fists up. And Kyrie Irving has this look on his face like, what the bleep just happened? <laughs> it's a really no, one knows, no one knows what just happened. <laughs> All right. So we, we weren't going to do a Celtics thesis today, but I did want to have Chris on because it says, somewhat tangentially tied to... Boston and not just because it was reported first by Ben Volan of the Boston Globe. But we haven't done much talking in this show yet about this article by Ben Volan that came out on April 8th. So a little over a week ago, as we record this, but a secret plan bombshell lawsuit about Tom Brady's unretirement. It looks at some stories that happened or some like potential rumors, but has some backing to it about what could have been going on around that weird time that Tom Brady like very quickly retired and then less than a month later quickly unretired and so we'll dive into the specifics in a second chris but i guess as a whole the thesis for this week reads the tom brady story by ben volan is believable you hear that as the guy that watched him play for your entire life and think what At first i
2: was thinking somewhere in the B-ish range, B, B-minus, but I think I have to go with the C+, because there's some things I believe in, and some things I just don't really believe at all. So I think C-plus is a fair place to be.
1: I might be a little higher in, like, the, the B range. I There's, like, a couple parts that really put me over the edge on it. I have to admit that, like, well, I don't know a lot about Florida. I can understand why I might rather live in Miami. <laughs> so let's dive in.
0: Okay, Parker, so the thesis statement for this commercial is... James Harden has the best beard in sports. What do you think about that thesis
1: statement? Oh, I give it an A. You know, as a Houston guy, we we seem to have an affinity for our beards between guys like him, Dallas Keiko, lots of big beards in the Houston area. What do you think about the thesis?
0: So, I'm a Jets fan, and I absolutely love the beard that Ryan Fitzpatrick has. So, maybe I would give Ryan Fitzpatrick the nod over James Harden. But...
1: as a C plus you've obviously been closer to the Brady stories across his career because it's, it's your team. It's your fan, it's your city. You have to hear those things firsthand. So first let's lay out the story here. Tom Brady retires seemingly out of nowhere from the Tampa Buccaneers. I say that because it doesn't sound like he actually intended on retiring from the NFL. And then there was some connection to Miami in large part because I believe it's the owner or like the majority owner has a Michigan tie. Is that how you're understanding this too?
2: Yeah, I think it's in the article. Like the Steve, Stephen Ross is his name, right?
1: Yeah, Stephen Ross. Yeah,
2: one of. I think the article said one of the buildings at Michigan is like named after him or something. So there's some kind of tie there.
1: Yeah, so he's got of his degrees, I should say. He's got his undergrad from Michigan, uh, like you mentioned. As a very wealthy person's got his name all over the campus and, you know, Tom Brady's a Michigan guy as well. And, and there's some connections there. And it looks like Ross is offering some percentage of ownership to Brady. We should point out that like in his own family, Brady is not the money maker. <laughs> He's in this oh, yeah. rare situation where Giselle makes way more money than like the max salary was going to be. So he always took pay cuts as a, as a Boston guy, like you saw him constantly take pay cuts to frankly spread the wealth in <laughs> the team get better players around him because at the end of the day he was never like it was all pennies compared to what Giselle was bringing in as the like top end model in the world you know classic quarterback gets the good looking girl kind of situation there but so that seems like somewhat normal you've seen Jordan buy in the NBA after he retired you saw Jeter buy into baseball I guess he's already out but you saw him buy into baseball right? like, like this doesn't well, feel that too now with yeah.
2: uh, soccer and baseball as well
1: LeBron's got his own bit. A-Rod's in with the Timberwolves. Like, like this is not unheard of. These guys are starting to accumulate wealth in a way that allows them to buy into these groups and, you know, money grows money. What's weird is what comes next in the story that the retired Tom Brady, after purchasing the plan per Ben Volen, was going to then after purchasing the Dolphins unretire and acquire himself. I guess is how that works with Miami. And then, you know, for two and never getting to play in front of Tom Brady, but then Brady was going to then like get himself on the dolphins as a player slash owner and also have some say in like the coaching staff. And he wanted to, you know, get rid of Flores and bring in, I believe it was.
2: Sean Payton.
1: Yes. I believe Sean Payton from new Orleans who of course, announced his own retirement. Like was anyway, it's, got his own situation going with New Orleans there, right? Am I wrong there?
2: Mm-hmm. He retired as well, but he said he wants to come back to coaching.
1: Right. And it's worth pointing out that this, you know, I don't think this story would quite have the same kind of drama as the movie. What's the movie? That, what's the name of the movie that just came out with him? <laughs> the, 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 the comedy? What's the Netflix name of that movie?
2: The one where Kevin James plays him?
1: Yes. What's the name of that movie? I, um, I
2: forget the name of it
1: are the home team so it's not quite the same this story i guess would probably be somewhat you know fun for a movie i don't know if it'd be quite as much fun as kevin james portraying sean payton in home team but as all of this is happening it looks like this lawsuit starts or the, the brian flores stuff starts in miami the day the within 24 hours i guess depending on what you call the day of tom brady's retirement right because he retired Technically on like a February 1st, but over the weekend, it got leaked or whatever. And then that kind of puts Miami in a bind. Miami can't really go through with this. Lots more detail in the Ben Volen story through the Boston Globe. Anyway, Brady, you know, fast forward, unretires, come back to the Bucks, but they do get rid of Arians as the coach and promote Todd Bowles. Long way around this. What are you buying? You gave it a C plus. I think that there are, sounds like there's some things you do think could have be real and some things you don't think could be real. What are you buying here?
2: Before I go into that real quick, I just want to say, I believe like right before all the Flores and the Flores stuff came out, like a couple days before that was when Bill Belichick also texted Flores congratulating him about getting the head coaching job when he never, when he didn't, he texted the wrong Brian. And that part got left out of the article. So that's, that's one another thing to discuss about it um i've got a galaxy
1: brain take there we'll get there in a second
2: (laughs) (laughs) so some of the things i do believe is what you mentioned brady wanting to get into the ownership field after playing since we've seen already seen a history of former players doing that since they have the money the part one of the parts that's tough for me to believe is that the fact that like he actually was going to try and make all this happen behind the scenes and like The fact that, like, there were rumors about this weeks ago that he was going to try and go to Miami, but there was no details. And then this article comes out and kind of explains it all. The relationship with him and Sean Payton, I could see that being true because that article also mentioned that he would have possibly gone to New Orleans if Drew Brees ever came back when Brady was a free agent. So some of that stuff about, I believe, like, the ins and outs with Stephen Ross just because of their uh, Michigan ties, just because you have ties with someone doesn't mean like you can you're friendly with each other and whatnot so I'm not really sure how much of that is true although Brady has probably talked to him a couple times over the years that they played each other or Brady has played the Dolphins but there's just a lot of like stuff that you can take from it and believe and a lot that you like some of it that you can't believe as well so it's really just a weird situation so that's where I kind of say it it's really confusing I guess in a way to be honest.
1: Well, and I have to say that there there would be interesting one upsmanship because Brady feels like this guy who will always play the one upping type of card where like frankly, Patrick Mahomes owns some portion of the Royals these days right like he mm-hmm. wouldn't be the only active player that owns a team, but the only active player that owns the team he's playing for adds a different level to it, right like like James Harden mm-hmm. owns some share of the Houston Dynamo soccer team like that's not the same thing. <laughs> I think it's interesting that like when you think, I mean, not Harden and Mahomes necessarily, although maybe one day Mahomes, like you think of Jordan, Jeter, LeBron, A-Rod, like those are some like of the greatest to ever play the sports respectively, like wherever you rank them in the folklore of all the whatnot, I'm sure A-Rod's probably the lowest of the four. It's a little bit different, but as you look at it, it would be putting himself simultaneously in that class while continuing to compete for more championships i mean as a person in charge you have more say in the roster that that's a lot and what do you think about this bit and part of this is reading through volan's uh, ben volan's twitter <laughs> he doesn't say goodbye to the patriots in his farewells like letter spiel whatever and like the connection volan has tried to make at least through his tweets is not quite as laid out in the letter is that that's because he was about to join the AFC East. Like he was about to see them twice a year.
2: <laughs> I mean, that, that could be, that could be real. Like now that you say that, I didn't even think about that, but that does kind of make sense. Like if he did end up leaving the Patriots for the Dolphins still would have been seeing him. So it really wouldn't have been much of a goodbye. Although he wouldn't be playing at Gillette eight times a year, but that's just weird. And it's the, one of the other details is that like, if he did end up going and becoming part of the ownership of Miami, they're going to have to like, make a trade happen to have all the, to have it actually go through and whatnot so that that's still a little weird to me as well but another thing I can totally buy is the relationship him and Bruce Arians have I don't think anyone is going to doubt those details that Volen put in the article I can see that falling out happening but there's just so much stuff going on with this entire thing it's actually kind of crazy <laughs>
1: well and before i get to the galaxy and i don't want to take credit for the galaxy brain anything i've seen a couple other places but what about arians i mean arians and belichick are like as opposite it gets so i don't i don't mean to say that like brady would get along with one not the other but i feel like if you don't get along with belichick like it felt like their relationship had soured when he left uh, new england i would say boston when we left new england wouldn't arians be like the opposite end of that and like also be like if, if you don't like the strict you know general the like happy-go-lucky laid-back guy in the Kangol sounds fairly like easy to get along with all of a sudden like what what about Arians as a guy that's watched a lot of Tom Brady what about Arians makes you feel like that's not the guy Brady would jive with
2: Um, I mean you kind of laid it out great like they're him and Belichick are completely two completely different guys so it makes sense for Brady to be able to go to go there and work with him but it's also kind of like the LeBron thing in the NBA. LeBron, like we've kind of seen it now with Brady. Now that he's had two coaches in a couple different years, like LeBron kind of kicks his coaches to the road because he's more—he's really more than just a player. He kind of controls the team in a way, and that's kind of the kind of been the way that been the way Brady's been the last couple of years too. He kind of controls the team more than the coach does. So maybe you're just like, no, nah, I'm sick of him. I just want to kick him to the road.
1: Fair enough. I I just think it's interesting that like. They're so, so different. So the Galaxy Brain take that I've seen a couple of different places, no one very official, is that somehow Belichick, because he's Army General Belichick that he is, knows this is coming and mistakenly texts Brian on purpose <laughs> and like starts this whole spiral on purpose. And I'll buy that. <laughs> I, it's really not a big jump. It's not this like crazy leap to think that Belichick would somewhat sabotage the deal. Now, could he have seen it turning into a class action lawsuit? I don't know, but it certainly would, you'd think, break up the potential deal or, like, you know, make the put the micro- microscope too big on. Miami at the time. You you very quickly, though, as a Bo- as a Boston sports fan, were like, no, I could see Belichick doing that. <laughs> I
2: mean, yeah. I, I mean, it kind of touched upon earlier how like the, he accidentally sent the text to Florida. So maybe when he sent that, he already heard rumors about the Brady to Miami situation. So he's like, let me just end this real quick and accidentally text the wrong person congratulate <laughs> them and start off the whole downward, downward spiral of that.
1: Wild, wild. So Miami, it ends up with McDaniels, and they're going to stick with Tua, it looks like, for another season, and, and Brady ends up back in Tampa. Brady has always been like supreme locker room guy. Like the thing that is intangible about him that has always gotten said is that any locker room he has, the reason they win is because of the presence of a guy like that leading the locker room. Quarterbacks do have a disproportional impact on the locker rooms, seen that across football for decades now do you feel like this was going to impact either locker room this story like i feel like if i'm going to war with these guys in the fall and i see tom I'm like man you you were trying to get out of here like what, what are we doing like i i feel like that's going to shake some things up i mean
2: it, it definitely could especially on the box end if they're if they see that he was trying to leave them without like without any public knowledge i can see them kind of feeling some type of way but at the same time he's like guy where when he walks in the room everything the whole presence and everything changes so i think they'll probably forget about it especially now that they kicked Aaron, not really kicked air into the curb because he's still part of the team but now that they have someone else to
1: replace him. what about so if if tampa bay can survive this i guess theoretically right like they're just getting the band back together we'll see if Grant comes back but it looks like otherwise they're, they're pretty much running it back you know they tried to do that a year ago and antonio brown might have soured the locker room a little bit and that whole thing where he ran out the field, like things didn't go so great for them. But you gotta imagine it with Brady back. You know, it's every other year they have another shot at running it back. McDaniel... I, think the, I
2: think the I think the players will get over it.
1: <laughs> but in, in Miami, McDaniel is seeing there's Ooh. a coach knowing that they didn't want him. Mm-hmm. To us. and there's the quarterback knowing that they don't want him. As the players on the team, you don't know who Brady was going to come in and try and replace because. Brady was going to do that, I'm sure, the same way he did in oh, yeah. Tampa. What does this do to the Miami – I mean, are the Miami Dolphins already – like the season has not started – the draft has not happened. Are we already at like dumpster fire levels in Miami? I mean,
2: I hate to say it, but the Miami Dolphins have kind of been that way for <laughs> quite a few years now. They always seem to bring in some talent, but you can't figure out what to do with it. But, I mean, it's definitely going to sting them more than it will the Bucs, I feel, so I mean, like like you said, two and no. I think two already knew for the past year plus that they didn't really want him. I think they have got gone through
1: that. But
2: yeah, it definitely is. I think it's definitely going to be worse on the Dolphins than the Bucks for sure.
1: So we should point out the Dolphins signed Tyreek Hill to a giant contract. They drafted Jalen Waddle a year ago. They they've got good receivers. They've got a good receiving core. It it feels like that they've they've tried to make some improvements to the offensive line. I don't want to say like the receiving core is much better, relatively speaking, than the offensive line is. But anyway, I'm getting to the point where it feels like they're kind of setting up a make or break year for Tua. I I believe they also brought in Teddy Bridgewater, right? Like he's, he's come in to take out some backup snaps. I did. Is that where
2: Teddy Bridgewater went? I don't even remember that.
1: I, I I just got it pulled up right here. It looks like that's his last, but the, it it looks like he signed on March seventeenth. I, I guess I look at all this and say, obviously they feel like if their quarterback play is average, they'll be all right. I'd say the AFC is tough. I don't know if I agree with that, but if they had Tom Brady, they'd be better than average. So like, I think I
2: think they would be the favorites in the division if they had Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, maybe not with the Bills the way they've been lately, but I think it's safe to say that they would be up there. They'd definitely be projected to be top two team in the AFC East.
1: Well, and now they're probably third. Unless Tua, you know, plays upside his head upside down and just does crazy stuff like he did when he was healthy at Alabama. I I just I imagine that the Patriots are probably a step ahead of them still. And then like the Jets, the Jets, I guess, right? But I I I look at this and I think, well, if they'd gotten Tom Brady, they might have won the division. But now they're looking at third. And if they don't blow it up beforehand, Are we looking at Miami trashing this whole thing, throwing it in? Is it about to be a really rough year in Miami? Like, is it about to really, really, like, everyone's selling by midseason?
2: I mean, probably, but, I mean, you also saw it last year. What did they start off? Like, one in seven, and they won the rest. They won out from there. So, if they can figure out how to continually win games, then maybe they won't be as bad. But I can definitely see them struggling the first month or two of the season and then everything kind of just falling downhill from there
1: and the last thing i want to bring up because this is i don't want to say conspiracy theory because i don't want to make it look like ben volan didn't do his homework here he very much like it's a very well researched article he clearly has some some sources he names, some sources he can't name but it does feel conspiracy theory like because it involves so much chaos retiring unretiring in between you buy a team trade yourself etc cetera that's a lot of weird stuff that i think would qualify as conspiracy theory absolutely as, as a boston fan have you are there any sports conspiracy theories you're a big fan of anything you really ooh. like think you like, really hard like believe in hard stop ooh
2: i mean there definitely aren't i just can't think of any off of the top of my head but i mean there's like some that fly around about like lebron beat not being built but like there's one about lebron and just like how the way he was created if you want to use that word how like there's a whole conspiracy behind that but i forget the details about that but there definitely are some that i do buy a lot i just can't think of any off the top of my head right now
1: so while you're thinking one that jumps to mind for me is like 20 i think it was 13 nba finals might have been 14 When the air conditioning is not working in San Antonio, Miami goes to play the the Miami Heat with LeBron James, who's as a big, strong guy is prone to muscle cramps, is playing in an unair conditioned San Antonio in the summer and cramps up and they lose the game. Not to stick with basketball too, too much, but I also, there's like all kinds of stuff about rigging the NBA draft which some oh, of it, I that was one, two, some of it is like, I don't know about that. But the one that makes the most sense to me is the 85 draft when Patrick Ewing is like the star prize, number one draft pick. And the theory was that when they were pulling, they were pulling out envelopes for who gets what pick and that David Stern had froze the New York envelope, because then when you reach in, you can like feel if it's cold or not, that, that weirdly feels possible in a way that some of these, don't i i don't know i obviously as, as a basketball guy i could stick and run with more of those do you do you think as a boston guy I anticipated you saying that the nfl destroyed evidence from spygate that that was like a big
2: oh, oh yeah absolutely <laughs> i that totally skipped my mind but absolutely spygate was a hoax from the beginning so any information that the nfl allegedly did i'm not buying at all that one was definitely a conspiracy another football one i was thinking of was the um the Ravens Niners Super Bowl where the power went out and it was like all just to help the Ravens come back in the game because I'm pretty sure they were losing by a good amount that Super Bowl and then they just ended up coming back and winning it after the lights went back on
1: <laughs> yeah that's fair there's always going to be like boxing mob connections I'm not the same I'm not a combat oh, yeah. sports guy but the, you know those kinds of things happen and then there's like cheating allegations too right like Team USA and the soviet Union olympics when like time got added back to the clock or something you know
2: well there's oh there's one that just popped in my head speaker cheating allegations and it actually involves lebron too but like when the whole hgh scandal was going on with um with like peyton manning and a-rod and some other baseball players like there was a conspiracy that like lebron was getting stuff mailed or to one of his buddies like steroids and they were giving them to they were bringing them to him because, like, the initials were like LJ or something. And it was also during the time where it seemed that like he got a lot bigger than he used to be because I think this was early Miami days too. Well, that and he did seen float he, around. He
1: did get up in the early Miami days, like two sixty-five at one point. He was a big, big guy. I, obviously, some of these have been like also confirmed, like the the Donahue refing stuff when mm-hmm. he got caught. Uh, he got caught being caught up with the mob. Right. And so like the, he got tossed as an NBA officials or in jail a little bit and those kind of things. I, I don't necessarily like, I don't know. So last basketball one I have that was actually brought up by, you know, Bill Simmons, which is funny if you heard last episode where we're kind of like, I don't know how I feel about Ben Simmons, but Bill Simmons, but Bill Simmons in his book of basketball kind of lays out this conspiracy that, Jordan didn't actually retire for two years to go play baseball, but was suspended for gambling. But David Stern could not suspend the face of basketball for gambling. So they had to come up with some alternative option because Jordan, it should be noted, did have, I don't want to say gambling problem because he never like ran out of cash, but was a known gambler in the early 90s and it'd be totally feasible with all of his competitive complex stuff that he'd be betting on things like the Bulls to win and they don't win every game right so like theoretically that's one that tracks Um, it's a fun one to explore because he played some minor league baseball but on the whole Jordan was a relatively failed baseball player He, he didn't he didn't last very long and Without the name recognition in the Chicago area, it's hard to believe that he really would have had a shot at his age and the, and the minors and those kinds of things. You speaking your eyes of, perked speak, up. You sorry, got one.
2: Uh, yeah, I was going to say. Speaking of gambling, this isn't a conspiracy yet, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like with the way gambling's been blowing up lately, like I wouldn't be surprised if the next five to ten years maybe there's another scandal like that where like like the Tim Donahue where like stuff is like games are getting rigged and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that comes out soon maybe this is because a couple weeks ago i actually watched the last 40 minutes of uncut gems maybe that could be part of why i'm thinking this but i've also thought about that before i watched that a couple weeks ago
1: interesting thought and truthfully like with the increase in sports gambling like it's too easy for the mob or the mob or someone tied to that to get to an athlete I, I don't necessarily know that I would go into stuff about like the shilling sock and that kind of stuff. I, I think there's people like saying that it's like blown out of proportion or like that. It wasn't actually. Like,
2: I've, I've heard that one too. Or the, or the Paul Pierce one in the finals. Uh, <laughs> the Paul Pierce. Yeah. I mean, he admitted, he admitted to that one though. <laughs> <laughs> he,
1: he had other stuff going on, I think is where we'll, we'll leave that. I have to say though, that a player sabota- retiring to sabotage a franchise and then get himself on another franchise is, very very big but we both like passed it like it's believable enough as far as these conspiracy theories go that neither one of us like there's no way this is real right neither one of us could ever could say that
2: i think there's too much in it where it's like yeah you can believe some of the details but you can't believe everything like if there was a lot more on one side than the other that you believed or didn't believe it, it would be more i feel like it would be more of a conspiracy but like since there's like since i feel like we're both kind of in the middle of like yeah we believe some of this but not all of it like it's kind of hard to toss it into that category
1: completely chris if people have other conspiracies they want to come to you at where can they find you
2: so for conspiracies and any other boston sports talk since the Sox have been doing decent start season obviously celtics playoff time and bruins playoffs are starting soon you can find me at Chris underscore Sleewa7, where I will be tweeting a lot, just like I was today. Some days may not be better than others, but thank God for Jason Tatum being a Boston Celtic, because <laughs> I would not be in as good of a mood as I was if he didn't hit that. <laughs> at Chris underscore Sleewa7 is where you can find all of that.
1: At Chris underscore Sleewa7. I will say that ought to be the most entertaining series of the first round by a long oh, shot. Probably the uh, entire
2: playoffs besides for the finals. It really, really
1: time, could so. end up being that way. The East is tough. So that's two of the best teams, but the Celtics, the Celtics are a top two seed. The Nets are a weird seed because of the way their season played out. When the dust settles, the Boston played incredibly hard. Are you feeling okay about the rest of the series? Like you feel? It, it,
2: I'm feeling good. The only thing I'm not too excited about is the fact that like KD really didn't have the best of games today, and it still came down to the wire mainly because Kyrie went full god mode and just went crazy but if they can somewhat contain kd like they did for the first half today i think we'll be okay it's just you can't let if you're going to contain one you can't let the other get hot let (laughs) seth curry beat us let andre drummond or someone else beat us do not let their two good players beat you
1: well and again like if you're gonna let one get off i guess that whatever but you can't let both happen i'm sure we'll be checking in throughout the series because your Celtics are in the playoffs and my Rockets are not. <laughs> so that's the way, that's the way that goes. You can find me and give me a hard time about my Rockets at Painsworth 512. That's P-A-I-N-S-W-R-T-H 512. All one word on Twitter and Instagram. This show is Instagram and Twitter as well. On Instagram, we're at F underscore N underscore sports. And on Twitter, we're at F N sports two. That's F-I-N-S-P-O-R-T-S. Number two, all one word on both of those. You're in the link tree and the bios. From there, you can get to all of our different sponsors, my bookie beard struggle yeti or you can go to our merch store and get whatever t-shirts or sweatshirts or cups or whatever to support various charitable causes so make sure you go check all those great things out thank you for listening make sure you download subscribe rate review do all the wonderful things to help out the podcast and whatever you do when it comes to sports don't flunk with us later guys
0: This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team team ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to BlackHillsEnergy.com slash TeamReady.